You're listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn. This is episode number 122 with Radiance Bryant. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. I have been talking forever about bringing guests onto the show once again, and the time has finally come. In today's episode, you're going to hear the wisdom, the vision, the mission, and all of the drop the mic moments with Radiance Bryant. We are talking in today's episode about how to love yourself, how to value your worth, how to build yourself up, and at the same time, how to build a business that you love. And Radiance, she really brings the wisdom and the insight today. So be sure that you have a notebook and pen because this is a powerful episode. Let's get to the episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley here. I have someone as a guest today on the show that I have wanted to have on She Runs the Show literally for at least a year and a half at this point. I've got with us today Radiance Bryant. Radiance, hello. Hello, Ms. Cassandra. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing today? Amazingly well. So let me just share with everybody that you are by far one of the strongest, most positive, most filled with self-love, self-confident woman that I know on the planet. Not only that, I would travel the globe just to get to you so you could do my hair. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So when I say that you are just, you, you are not simply a stylist, you are someone who helps uplift people and get them to step into their own power. Can you tell everybody a little bit about how did you get to be so confident and so sure of your worthiness? Um, It started as a kid. Um, My father and, well, my parents, they named me Radiance. That is my real name. So I can, you can imagine having a name like that, wanting to be this bad rebellious little child that didn't want to listen to anyone you couldn't tell me nothing if you told me to go clean my room I need to know why I had to clean my room when you wanted it to be done you know why can't I do this on my own when I'm how I want to so it kind of manifested as a child just always wanting to be in control of things and um, my parents used to be like this child here is going to give us a run for our money um <laughs> There's no, there's no way around it. She is not going to be um, the child that you to do, do. And it wasn't like in a disrespectful manner. It was more of like, okay, well, explain to me why I need to do this. You know, like, why do I have to go to school? Why do I have to listen to these teachers? Why do I, you know, so it was always a question of give me an explanation. I have no problem doing anything that you want me to do, but give me an explanation. Help me understand why, you know, you can't just say, go do this. And this is why you're going to do it. You know, um, And coming into that, I had to learn a lot about you teach people how to treat you. What you allow is what will be accepted. And Mm. if you allow a person to treat you like crap, you're going to start to feel like crap. You know, and even if you feel like crap, people will treat you like crap, you know, and, and so on and so on. So there comes a point, I think I was maybe like 16, and people used to always ask me, what do people call you for short? And I say, Radiant. And they say, well, do you have any nicknames? Do you have anything like that? No, I like to be called Radiant. So there's so much power 
name and what you allow yourself to go by. You know, you can't just say, oh, well, my name is Cassandra, but, you know, people mainly call me Cass, but I really don't like it, but, it's, you know, it's stuck with me for so long. You have that power. You don't allow anyone to call you or treat you any way that you don't want to be treated. So once you take that on, you get that mindset, you start to believe it, you start to think it, and you start to allow it to manifest into your life. So it hasn't always been an easy road for me, but I've made it work for myself. Absolutely. And, you know, I can see how that relates so much to being a woman in business. Now, I know that you're you're located in Vegas, but but talk to me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, every time I come to Vegas and and I'm telling you what. Uh, so let me tell you something, Radiant. It's so funny. Last time I came down to Vegas so that you could do my hair the night before we'd gone to a sushi restaurant on the strip and we uh-huh. had a server. And so she served us. We had a great time. We left her a great tip. Do you know the day that you did my hair, when I went back that night to the same restaurant with the same server, she did not recognize me because I looked so much better than I did the day before? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, um, well, yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> And a lot of it, not to cut you off, a lot of it probably didn't even necessarily have just to do with the hair, but having your hair done restores a different level of confidence in you. You walk a little different. You want to put some clothes on. You know, you want to throw on a little makeup because when your hair is not right, you just don't feel right. That's true. Every single time. Yeah. Uh, share with us just your entrepreneurial journey because everything that you're talking about to me has to be applied in business as well. How did you get to the point of being the businesswoman that you are? Um, I think it kind of started with like my second job. I was working at Target and I was like a few minutes late coming back from lunch. And the manager says, are you just now coming back from lunch? And at that moment, I was like, who does she think she's talking? Mm-hmm. You're I mean, and I'm thinking to myself like, oh, wait a minute. She is. She kind of makes sure I get a paycheck. So at that moment, I realized that. I knew that there was going to be one day where I had to take control of my schedule, take control of my time and take control of my life. Because when you go into work and say you're working at Target or you're working wherever and you go in and you check the board or what have you. And you're like, man, I wanted to be off next Wednesday, but they have me scheduled to work the early shift. And you're thinking to yourself, like, why do I have to work on someone else's time? Why do I allow them to tell me that I'm going to make $12 an hour and I have to be here at this time? This isn't what I want to do. So at that point, I was like, no, I'm 16 years old. This is my second job. I've been doing babysitting and things like that. None of this stuff is what I want to do. And I always did hair on the side as well. But I said to myself, no, I am in control. I have the power and ability and the knowledge and the patience to create live. We get the same 24 hours a day as the next person, as the president, as Bill Gates, as Oprah Winfrey, as everyone. They have created the lives that they wanted to live for themselves. So I said, why not me? I can do it. I can create my own schedule. I can own my own business. I can make as much money as I want to when and how I want to. So let's get started. Mm. Because at some point you have to realize that you don't have to clock into that dead end job. You don't have to go to Every day that's stressing you out, making you lose your hair, your your family's being neglected. You're thinking about I'm making, you know, minimum wage or whatever. You can be making the greatest amount of money and have the best paying job and you're miserable. And you're clocking in and out every single day. You're dealing with people that you don't want to deal with. You're, you know, sitting across from someone in the office that you don't like anything about them, but yet you're forced because you feel like, what am I going to do now? If I quit this 
out to what am I going to do? So people set themselves up strictly to just be able to survive. I don't want to live like that. And I never wanted to live or be on someone else's time where I was just able to survive. I don't want to work to survive. I want to live. And life is amazing when you start living. That's amazing. Now, you know, here's the thing. Someone will listen to this and they'll say, well, you know, Radiance has always had this confidence. She's always known at 16. She knew what she wanted to do. You know, maybe I'm a woman is listening who's in her 50s and has always worked for somebody else. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about I mean, because there is a piece of this that, yes, you decide. But once you decide, there's a whole Mm -hmm. lot of stuff in the middle that's called doing the work. And there are parts in this journey. So what has been for you the toughest part of your entrepreneurial journey? The toughest part as far as where I'm at right now is allowing myself to not be okay sometimes mm. because the you have to show up and show out every day. You have to, you, you don't get to really have off days because your off days can result in a client never coming back to you. Mm-hmm. So there comes a time where you have to realize you check it at the door and you do your best work. But at the same time, you because what, what I've come to realize is that I attract the clients that are for me and my personality. They know me well enough to know that, you know, equals imbalance. You may want to come in here and sit and cry and Radiance is not going to cry. And there are going to be days where Radiance is going to allow you to cry. But I had to become okay with not being okay sometimes and not having the answers and not knowing tomorrow whether or not my client was going to cancel and I already had that money kind of spent. So for the woman that has been working her you know, working this dead-end job that has not been happy all her life. We are living in a time right now here today where everything that we could possibly need to start our own business, to to live our life, is at our fingertips. All we have to do is apply ourselves. And yes, it sounds easier than that because some people are fearful. Some people are scared. We're like, well, what if I fail? But what if you fly? You know, what if I sink? Or what if you swim? You know, what if I don't make it? Okay, well, you were looking for a job when you found that one. So you have to learn how to... Speak it to yourself. Stand and look in the mirror every single day. And are you happy with the person that's looking back at you? Are you happy with the decisions that you've made? Because we don't always make our, make decisions based off of how we feel at the moment. Just sometimes based on how we think they may make us feel in the future. You know, well, I'm going to think about this. I'm going to work all week so I can take off, you know, and do this. I'm going to work and try to save with this money. Then something comes up. Due to some recording issues, we needed a little filler moment. So consider this your She Runs the Show break back in a second so i'm saying like you know say for instance you're you know you've had all your money planned out for the week and you're you have to buy school lunches and things like that and then all of a sudden your child says well mom you know there's a recital that i want to participate in and we need this certain kind of outfit and you're like well i didn't have money planned for that what do you do as your mom what as a mom what do you do you make every sacrifice that you possibly can for your child but I have to, you know, stem back a little bit and let this mom know that it's okay to put yourself first sometimes. Because a lot of times, you know, parents and moms and family is seen to where my kids come first, my husband comes first, my family comes first. So then you put yourself last. And then you have nothing left to offer anyone. Exactly. So if you if you if you've given everything that you possibly can and then you end up disappointed because you're like, What about me? And then everyone else is like, well, what about you? Mm. You know, so there comes a point to where you have to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to come first and everything after is okay. And be okay with that. And 
aren't confident in their decisions. They second guess themselves. They don't feel like they've made the right decision. So they backtrack and try it again. And then they're like, oh, well, I should just follow my first mind. Exactly. You know, I tell people all the time, follow your heart, but just make sure you take your brain with you. Hello. You know, because you because there's there's no point in it. You know, your heart will lead you in the direction that you didn't think you could go in, but you weren't thinking. You know, you were thinking and acting strictly off of emotion. You know, and sometimes that don't work. That do not work. In this business, you also have to, in, in any type of business ownership and entrepreneurship, you have to realize that you have to check your emotions at the door sometimes because if you aren't providing the service that a person may need, they're going to go find someone else. Now, can you speak a little bit more about that? Because that right there is a drop the mic moment. How oh, yeah. do you keep, how do you know when your emotions in business are serving you and when your emotions in business are not serving you? When your business, your emotions in business are serving you, you do it without thinking about whether you're going to get paid or not. Uh-huh. It has to be something that you think about. If, can I do this? If this was what I'm truly passionate about and my heart is in it, is this something that I would be willing to do for free? There you go. Will I be willing to give this away? You know, if you if if you love that much about it, but at the same time, you have to realize, how can I make this work for me and everyone involved? Because as a hairstylist, I don't want to be a bill in someone else's pocket. I don't want you to think like sitting here and pay her this money, you know, and what am I really getting out of it? I like for my experience to be phenomenal. I want you to walk away from here thinking like I did not pay her enough. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I want every client to have the absolute radiant experience. Not just come get your hair done. Not just come. I want you to sit in my chair. This is one reason why I never double book. Because I want each experience to be about you. I am catered to you. And you are catered to me. You were designed for me. I believe in coincidences. I believe everyone is everywhere doing what they need to do at their divine time, when and how it's supposed to happen. So when it comes to your emotions and keeping them in check and making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do, at the end of the day, when you're done for the day, you go home and you shower or whatever you do, you lay in that bed and you sit and think, is there anything that I could have possibly done differently or am I satisfied with every decision that I've made? And if you feel like there's something that you could have done differently, you get a chance to try again. And if you feel like you've done everything great, you do you do better tomorrow, no matter what it is. And even if you tomorrow's not promised, but you can't plan ahead. You live in your best moment and know that I need to check myself and be OK with that, because sometimes you really have to check yourself like, you know, Rainey, you were tripping, you know, or Cassandra, you were tripping, you know, and know that it's OK. Absolutely. It's OK. But just just do better. Keep your emotions, your heart and everything is we can with no ill intent no malicious intent to hurt anyone and you got you said you've already set yourself on fire mm-hmm. you know absolutely because sometimes we got to set ourselves on fire to understand what the rain feels like Ooh, amen that's a good <laughs> sometimes we got to burn ourselves up to go outside and be like okay this is why we needed to get wet a little bit exactly. absolutely so so yeah. i mean and 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 that right there is such wisdom you know, people talk about understanding why you do what you do in your business. Now, for you, what gets you up every day and why do you serve who you serve in your business? And 
what even, you know, here's the thing. What even made you choose the business that you chose and what gets you up every morning to serve your clients? You know, to be honestly, I don't feel like I chose this business. I feel like this business chose me. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been doing hair since I could barely even hold a comb in my hand. I remember doing my grandmother's hair for church sometimes. I remember my request for Christmas time is if you give me baby dolls, they have to have hair. And it was just natural for me. It wasn't like I, I didn't, no one really was around me with hairstylists or anything like that. It just came, it's just something that I knew that I wanted to do. I love doing hair and I love the way, you know, my friends used to feel when I did their hair, when I turned them around to the mirror or when I did their hair, it just felt like it was, it was a great feeling. I don't even think it had for me, to be honest, I don't think it had a lot to do with the hair. I think it had to do with the feeling that they got from their hair being done, if that makes sense. It was all yes. a combination from what's inside, you know? And I think that's why I relate to it as the absolute radiance experience because I think it's more than just getting your hair done. I love, you know, when you turn them around to that mirror and the lips poke out, like, oh, yeah, I am it, you know? So I think the feeling yes. that comes from within is what is, is my gratitude. It's knowing that each person, each client is going to come and they're going to walk away with so much more than they came in with. Even when new clients come in with all these expectations and they want to tell me everything that their stylist used to do. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, if you loved your old stylist so much, how did you end up here to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. they did, it, you know, there was something that draws you away from them, you know? So if all of this and you didn't like it, what, what do you, I mean, you liked it, so what are you doing here, you know? So I let them talk, and I let them, you know, express what they like and what they don't like, and I just, you know, put my own twist on it because I am believe that I am an individual of purpose, and I am an individual that um, is okay with living their purpose because so many people get caught up in, well, I know what I'm supposed to do, but there's no but for me. I know that mm-hmm. I need to in this because I was chosen and no matter what God you serve, no matter who you worship, the divine power will guide you and give you everything that you possibly need to live a great life. Not just successful because successful can be uh, tricky. You know, people oftentimes equivalent money to success, which is the complete opposite. You can have all the money in the world and not be successful. You will just be rich, you know? So for me, they kind of go hand in hand. I feel like, a different level of success each client not necessarily every day but with each client it's like okay I like her you know I like what she represents and me I am okay with not being the stylist for everyone because I know everyone is not the client for me so my everyday aha is like yeah she probably won't last very long with me you know because she doesn't like to be on time she likes to talk on her phone she doesn't hold her head the way that you know Stylists are okay with that because that's how they roll. They roll with their business. For me, I'm very structured when it comes to certain things. So I know my clientele will pretty much reflect that as well. Now, I, I'm still, I, I can't get over the part you said there, there is no but for no. me. Because how many people live, they don't live their purpose because that but mm-hmm. is what gets in Absolutely. the way. That, that hesitation. They become fearful. They become fearful yes. of what other people may think. They become fearful of whether they're going to be successful as they set out to be. And I think we live in an age now with social media and technology. People jump the gun a lot of times. 
you know, they want to put, they want to get, be the first to give all the information out. They want to be the first to share their great news when they haven't even really walked in it just yet. You know, they haven't really come to grips of, of their own reality just yet. You know, so they want the appraisal and the approval of everyone else when they have yet to give that to themselves. Oof. Wow. Yeah. So, and here, <laughs> I can't even, because you just dropped the mic like 15 times right there in, that, in those last two sentences. Okay. So tell me about, I mean, because, because that brings us to another thing. A lot of people showboat on social media. Mm -hmm. They put a lot of stuff up before they're actually ready, before, like you said, they have truly walked in that purpose. Yes. But there's also those people, I tend to see online that there are these two camps of entrepreneurs. There are the entrepreneurs who say, listen, grind, hustle, whatever you got to do. If that means sleep two hours a night for as long as it takes, do whatever it takes so that you can be successful. And then you have this other camp on the other extreme that go, no, it's not about hustle and grind. Don't have adrenal fatigue. Just create a vision board and intend, and then it all falls in your lap without you having to do anything. Where do you fall on the spectrum of this whole hustle and grind? And how do you work out the way that you work your business, but also having a life? Still working on that, Vaughn. And you know exactly. that I, I am definitely the hustle and grind. I will lose sleep to make sure because it becomes your baby. Your business becomes yes. your child. And if it does, your level of success will be strictly deterrent on you, you know, and the people that yes. sit back and wait for things to happen, they will only get what's left behind by those who have hustled and grind. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, they will Ooh. get what what is left over, you know, and they will be okay with that because they think, this is what it was supposed to be for me. You know, this is what's supposed to happen. Opposed to, you know what I mean? I made this happen. You know, there's nothing more satisfying Ooh. and more rewarding than knowing that you grinded it out. You did everything that you were supposed to do. And it happened because of you. You know what I mean? Because mm. you mm. did this for yourself. And yeah, you may get some help along the way. You may, you know, but you have to take the first step to reaching out. You have to make sure that you align yourself with the people. I saw what I'm the and the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. I'm not surrounding myself by enough. You know, I don't want to be, and you know, there's people out there that want to be, you know, they're looking for the rich man. They want the man to take care of them. I want to be the rich wife. You know what I mean? I want to be the wife that he's like, yeah, you can, that's one you can't mess with right there. You know, so I need people to understand that, yeah, you can be okay. Not, not to downplay because some people fail to realize that, that they are not leaders. Not everyone is meant to be a leader. You know what I mean? There are some people that are meant to follow. And there are some people that are meant to be hired by people that are leading. You know, like I tell people, I have a few, you know, I've come up with my own little sayings and stuff. Not everyone was meant to be kings and queens. There had to be peasants that mm -hmm. maintain the, the household, you know? So, mm -hmm. so some people have to be okay in walking in their peasantry. It's okay. It's okay because some people... How, how does, but how does an entrepreneur know, you know how some people, they like the idea of a business, uh -huh. but they don't like the grind of the business. Uh -huh. They don't like the leadership required by the business. They don't like the risk of the business. If somebody's listening to this and, and they've been struggling with starting a business, how do they figure out for themselves whether, yes, I was meant to do this and be a king or queen in my castle, or no, really, I'm following somebody else's dream, but I kind of like just being somebody who's behind the scenes. Um, they will know that in their worth ethic. They will know by the time they reach a certain level in their own business, I don't know if I'm cut out for this, you know? Mm -hmm. They will they will think about, for me, it was a sense of, 
do I want to be the the boss and the leader or do I want to work for the boss and the leader? Because at the end of the day, you're either going to sink or swim. You're going to think about things like, I'm making this person rich when I could be rich myself. I'm making Amen. this person wealthy when why mm. why not me? You know, not okay with they're they're okay with the why me opposed to why not me? Why why can't it be me? Yes. Why can't I be this level of success? You know, you sit back and you watch your boss go on vacation. You watch your boss buy the new car. You know, you watch your boss buy the new fancy house, and you're thinking like, well, here I am living paycheck to paycheck, and then you get angry. And then you think, well, who are you really angry at? Because you, for, because for me, I've never gotten a job that I didn't apply for. Oof. You understand what I'm saying? So, every, and, and I knew this going into this job, that I was going to be making twelve dollars an hour. I was going to have to work on every holiday, and I was going to have to come in early and sometimes stay late and not make an extra dime for it. You know what I mean? So, who, who are you really upset with? And not everyone is set out to be that. Some people are perfectly fine knowing that at the end of the week. They're going to have their little $2,000 page, not little, not to downplay anyone, because some people can live off of that. Some people do not live five staff they, you know, feel like they could possibly live. They're okay with being, you know, having their nine to five job because it's comfortable and it's stable. They know that at the end of the day, they're going to have their 40 hours a week, and this is exactly how much they're going to make. So they've already planned their bills around this. Uh, you know, when I get my check on Friday, I'm going to be able to cover all of this. You know, some people don't think about, well, I can cover all of this and still do this. Oh, okay. So it's a possibility out there for me, but not everyone has that, you know, and okay. Be okay with that because some people want to live somebody else's life. You know, they want to live somebody, they want to be like somebody else. Well, you know, I want to be like Oprah when I grow up. No, I don't want to be like Oprah. I want to know Oprah. I want to, I want to meet her, but I don't want to be anything like her because they, everyone sees the shine, but no one sees how hard you have to grind to get there. The sleepless nights, the car repossessions, the time when you didn't have time to pay your bills, the times when you ate noodles for a week because you didn't have no extra money. You had a goal set in what you trying and what you're trying to achieve, you know, and people are so comfortable. They're, they're caught up in these reality shows and what they see other people living. And this isn't even really their reality. You know, this is something that someone has scripted for them. Well, we want you to act like this so people can try to want to be like this. We're living in a lost time right now where people everybody wants to be the boss but they're really falling in the category of you know followers you know and everyone Ooh. and everyone is really you know with this whole social media they have all of these followers millions millions of followers and now they're not leading anyone anywhere you're not leading no one nowhere nowhere but to, but to your page they followed your page and they're getting nothing but a 50 million pictures of you all day long what kind of information are you feeding these people? You know, these kids nowadays, I feel like, and it's not just, you know, I hear a lot about, because the entrepreneurs aren't the 50 and 60 year old right now to be sad. Sad to say they're not because they, they're, they're kind of given generation. They kind of given up on themselves, you know, and I hear a lot yes. of people say things like, you know, these um, millennials, these, these, these kids don't want nothing. They're lack of respect, but who raised them? Hello. Oh. They, they, they didn't get like this overnight. You know what I mean? They became spoiled and not want nothing because they didn't have to do nothing. Because their parents, mm -hmm. they were too busy trying to be their friends. They wanted to be liked and accepted by them. And I don't have any children. So I'm speaking from the outside looking in, but it doesn't, I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. So you don't have to have children to know what it's like to raise children. You know, just like me, exactly. I've seen enough people get burned to know that fire is hot without me touching it myself. 
you know? Hello. So, so it's okay. So, you know, these millennials or whoever they're trying to downplay, they didn't raise themselves, you know? And they have the power and ability to be phenomenal. They're so resilient. They're so strong. They're so smart. But they dumb themselves down because it's acceptable. Exactly. You Ooh, boy. With not having much. They're okay with having the fake Gucci belts and the fake, you know, Gucci this and the fake name brand this driving around in a car, but you're sleeping on your mom's sofa. Mm. Or when it comes time to really get down to business and something happens, we got to set up GoFundMe's to bury you. We got to have kid cries and all this stuff because they're not they're not trying to be powerful. Everyone wants to be liked and successful, but one no one wants to be rich, wealthy, and educated anymore. Ooh, and the so thing we, is, you know, we, we got some we got some we got some work to do, you know. And I haven't given oh, up. Yes. You know, I have nieces. I have nieces that I know that I am. I have to be the example that they need to be great. Yes. You, 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 wow. you have to be great. You don't get to just sit back and, yeah, you know. And people automatically think, and I'm not trying to downplay college graduates, educated people, none of that whatsoever. But people automatically think you have to have all these degrees to be successful. I know people with masters and bachelors and doctorates and all of that that are unemployed right now. Broke. 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 Mm. Broke and broke in. You know what I mean? Mm. So you have to... Know that for me, I knew, I knew from the beginning that I was going to be a hairstylist. I knew that college was not for me because I didn't like the authority of it. And that's what led me to kind of like my entrepreneurship because I knew that I didn't like being told where I had to be when I didn't want to be there. Exactly. It also comes a fine line between sacrifices and doing the work to get to where you want to be. If you want to be a top paid lawyer and, you know, things of that such, you have to grind it out and put in the work. And don't you think that's the epidemic of our time is that so many people think they can shortcut or bypass the work. Oh, absolutely. And the reality is the work is, is a part of the journey, but it's a blessing. There's some, I never look at the hustle and the grind as I've got to do this. I get to do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Because I had someone ask me, and I'm not even going to throw her under the bus, but I had someone ask me, she says, I want to be a social worker. And I said, oh, that's what's up. I think you would be good at that. She said, well, can I take a few training classes? And I had to stop and say, what? You have to be, you have to have a degree at least four to six years to, because you have to think about what a social does. People's lives, you know, so there's a level of, so when you say like the shortcuts, they want the easy, the fast way out because they want things done instantaneously, not knowing that. The harder you work, the longer it's going to last, you know, the the harder, the more work you put in to get to, you know, build your business to make yourself successful, the longer it's going to last. Scared money don't make no money. And the faster you get it, the faster it's going to be spent. So when you grinding it out and really putting in the work, you appreciate it a whole lot more. That I, I still can't get over. You said I never got a job I didn't apply no, for. I'm still back there. Absolutely radiant. not. I'm, I'm, st I'm still back on the, <laughs> wherever your life is, you chose you that. You chose that. And yeah, you may have said, well, I didn't want to work at McDonald's for 15 years, but you did. You, you got comfortable and you got stuck. You know what you had to do. And you felt like that was your only option at that time, but it wasn't. You could have started there easily, easily. 
But you also have to know that there's a next level to that. If you if you started working at McDonald's at whatever time, by the time 15 years later, you should own a few of them because they are franchised. You know what I mean? Hello. So you should own a few of them at that point. But some people just don't have it. They get comfortable but because they're scared. They're scared of failure. Failure is the main key. For every no I heard, I gave myself that extra yes. Because I deserve mm-hmm. that. Because I deserve that. And knowing your worth, oh, baby. Once you discover it, oh, baby. <laughs> There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. That's probably why I'm single. Because can't nobody put up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but here's the thing. Once you know your worth, you can't go back no, to anything absolutely less. not. Because I'm not going to. You either rise up and meet me where I am or keep it moving because you're blocking traffic. Miss Cassandra, Miss Cassandra, I can't, I can't even, I just can't even. So, so how do you get? Because I can tell you, there will be women listening to this and will say, "I wish I had even a five percent of the confidence that Radiance has." How do you get to the place of worthiness so you can go to the next level? You allow yourself to be broken. You allow yourself to feel. Everything that anyone has thrown at you, you allow yourself to be, to take yourself back to the place to where you were hurt the most. Because once you hit, once you hit the bottom, where else you gonna go from there? That's true. You can only rise. You can only grow up. You know, so you allow yourself to stop burying your past. Stop being embarrassed of it. Stop being ashamed of where you've come from. You know, stop being ashamed of, you know, not able to provide at the time when you were able to provide me, I allowed myself to be broken all the way down. I used to be people. I used to hate, I'm going to be honest with you. I used to hate being dark skinned. I used to hate being Brown. Like I used to hate this shade of Brown and I used to hate being thick. I used to hate having a nice little shape. I call it a nice shape now, but then, you know, growing up, I was like the dark kid, you know, no one, Mm -hmm. if you were darker than a Brown paper bag, you weren't cute. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I grew up in that area where dark skinned girls were not appreciated. They weren't liked. And you, you learn a lot about yourself during those times, you know, and you start to think to yourself, well, dang, I was created this way. I didn't have a choice. I didn't choose exactly. this life. You know what I mean? So you start to bask in it like, all right, well, I don't think I'm ugly, but they think so. But then again, what does their opinion matter to me? How does that affect me? What they think of me says a lot more about it than it does about me. But all right, I'm going to keep it moving. You know, so exactly. this confidence didn't come from me thinking that I'm great. It came from me thinking that I wasn't. Ooh. Yeah. I, I allow myself to be broken down to realize, wait a minute, that ain't who I am? That ain't what? Wait, hold on. You said what about me? Oh, well, shoot, I kind of like it. So, you know, you. You, you, exactly. You have to learn to love you. And it doesn't come easy. Like I said, it doesn't come easy. You have to allow yourself to be broken all the way down to, to bear, to your bare minimums, to nothing, to nothing to realize, wait a minute. God didn't create me this way for, for nothing. You know, there, there's a purpose. Everyone has their own purpose that they have to learn to walk in. And it comes from, because everyone can say, well, I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people say about me. You do. You do. But at the same time, you care enough to not let it affect how you feel about yourself. Yes. 
because you can you can say whatever you want and feel however you want about me. That's fine. That is perfectly fine. But at the end of the day, it bounces off of me. You know what I mean? Hello. Because I have to, you know, I remember the saying when I was a little kid, I'm rubber, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. You know, so it's exactly. like, you know, you have, to, but this level of confidence comes from, like I said, just being broken all the way down and allowing myself to know you are worthy of everything that you have. If you are, you deserve it, you know, because a lot of people don't, don't go out on a limb and don't do nothing that they're supposed to do because they feel like they don't deserve it. Like, why, why did I have to get this? Why did I get this? What have I done so great in my life? And there's a lot of broken women. Sad to say, there are a mm, lot of mm. broken women that don't appreciate themselves because they've allowed themselves to be broken so far down, whether it be a man, whether it be their father, whether it be their mother, whether it be whoever, they have allowed themselves to be broken so far down that they feel like they can't recover. Mm. But you have and, and really, and, but you have, you, to have be, to. you have to, you have no other choice or you will be able to do whatever it is you want to do or not do nothing, mm-hmm. you know, not do nothing. You can drive whatever car you drive. The materialistic things are secondary. How you feel. You got, you, we live in a time where all these women are, everybody, I call them builder bodies. Everybody wants to look the same. Everyone's getting these skin injections, fat removed from here and put over here, hair, you know, from over here, put it in over there. You're thinking to yourself, like, what about you didn't you like that you had to go through these extremes and nearly death experiences to make you feel confident because it starts from within what you look outside is all superficial you know all that superficial stuff is you know it comes along with it they're covered they're hiding all this behind this makeup and all this body and all of this how do you feel on the inside when you take all that stuff off and look Mm -hmm. in the mirror how do you feel about yourself when you look at yourself does your heart rate does you do you give yourself like dang she fly you know or do you feel like man I'm not you know I'm to go without I'm never going to be able to how do you feel about yourself because it starts with you and this level of confidence that you have to develop inside of yourself will come from only you people can validate it you know they can give you all the pats on the back and tell you how good you look and you know give you all that you need and boost your ego and all of that but I tell everyone all the time I will feed your soul, but I cannot stroke your ego. There's a Ooh. difference. There's a difference. I will get deep. I will I will push buttons and challenge you in ways you didn't even know exist. Come sit in my chair. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, will, it will be an experience Ooh. you never, never saw coming. You know? So, And I get it. You know, I get it every day from clients that are like, I had one client tell me not too long ago. She says, Radiance, I used to go see my therapist twice a week. And this is, you know, she says, I was doing this for five years. She says, because I felt like I needed this confidence from her. I needed the, you know, she had her degree. She was able to, you know, me everything that I needed. She says, Radies, I never told you this, but two years ago, I stopped seeing her. And I said, well, you only been coming to me for two years. She says, exactly. She says, I get more from you each appointment. She says, I see you once a week. I get more from you that I was paying her all this money. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I said, well, I need her salary, if that's the case. You need to put me on Hello. a payroll. <laughs> and I said, because with a hair appointment, you know, you become everything. The therapist, the counselor, 
you you become everything. It's kind of like hairstylists and bartenders. We run into the same thing, you know, because we hear it all. Yes. We get it all, you know. And this is why I created my private studio. I wanted you to feel like you were chilling in my living room. You know, let's let's be girlfriends. Let's have some girlfriend talks. You know, come and unload it all on me because I am confident enough and I am strong enough to to capture your problems, help you as best as I can, and solve my own. And I'm not I'm far from perfect. I'm far from, you know what I mean? I got some stuff that I got to deal with and work on on my own, but I know that. I know. And I am okay with not being okay sometimes. Hello. And that's and, and that's the power. I think I think the experience with you, Radiance, is it is an experience. Oh, yeah. And it is it's about much more than style, much more than hair, much more than I'm gonna walk in a hot mess and walk out feeling amazing. Mm-hmm. You create an atmosphere where worthiness and self love become the topic of discussion Absolutely. and evolution. I don't allow my clients to come in here and bash themselves. I don't allow mm-hmm. my clients to be in my presence or my clients, friends, whoever that I'm dealing with. I do not allow you to be hard or down on yourself because if you're around me, uh-uh, we, we, we on a whole nother level. If I allow you in my, in my presence like that, you know, and it's all about knowing your worth. And it's not that you think you're better than anyone. It's not that you're looking down on someone. It's all about knowing your worth and knowing what you can provide for other people because that's what we were put here on earth to do, take care of each other. Somewhere along the line, people started beating each other down. I mean, women became yeah. so treacherous and just evil and angry towards each other. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who did that to you? How did you get there exactly. to where you felt like if I'm walking past you and I smile like, dang, girl, your hair is cute. And you frown. I'm thinking to myself, well, damn, I could have said something else. <laughs> exactly. I could have said something else. But here I am because I and I try I do my best. I try to always make eye contact with anyone that I come in contact with because I want you to see the confidence in me and maybe you can recognize something in yourself because most women, not even women, just most people usually and typically dislike something about someone that they either see in themselves or they don't see in themselves and they wish they had. Exactly. And it's not okay. It's not okay because I am not you and you are not me and I will never be you and you will never be me. And that's okay. Hey, that is okay. You will never be able to do the things that I do, but you will be great at doing the things that you do. That's and and that truly is where we're meant to be yes. and where we're meant to go as leaders, yes. as human beings, as as part of one big complete family. Now, people, I'm sure. I can't tell you how many drop the mic moments I've had over this this hour just with some I'm just sitting with some of the stuff that you said, (laughs) not leading anyone anywhere. I just can't like drop the mic followers, but not leading anyone anywhere. If people want to get in contact with you or find out more about you, where can they find you on social media, online? I am on social media. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. My Instagram is absolute underscore radiance. Let me let me just give y'all a little warning, okay? <laughs> some, because it, it's a bis, it's a combination of business and personal. Um, I don't, and I do have, have a, as you would say, I drop moments also on my Instagram because I feel like for me, people say, you know, in some businesses you have to separate the business and the personal. For me, I am one person, and my business is my personal life because it is my yes. base. It is everything to me so I let clients in on certain things and I don't some things I keep to myself and some things you know I feel like sharing with people and my page is 
you know, public. It's not private. So you, anything you want to know about me, I am an open book because I live in my truth. And I allow anyone to take my truth away from me. It's mine. And this is what I tell people also. Um, I These are my emotions. And however I choose to express them, whether they're reciprocated, whether you feel the same way, if they, they are mine. They are mine, and I hold them captive. So if I give you a little bit of them, I gave you what I wanted you to have, not what I allowed you to take from me. Ooh. Yes. Yes. I gave you what I wanted you to have. (laughs) Yes. So Absolute underscore Radiance. Where else can they find you? They can find find me on Facebook. Um, My Facebook is The Absolute Radiance. Um, That's my fan page. Well, not fans. I don't really like to call it a fan page because I don't operate with fans and things like that. That's my friend page. So you can add me on there. You can find me, my phone. I'll give you my phone number. It's a matter of public record. I don't care. If you want to text me, you want to have conversations, I am all for that. I am an open book. I love people. I love to empower people. I don't care whether you're black, white, green, blue, gay, straight, transgender. None of that matters to me. We're all the same color on the inside. Some of us may have a little extra stuff in there like me that I'm trying to work on right now. But, you know, um, <laughs> we, we, we are humans and we take care of each other. And that's what we're supposed to do. Um, if you're crazy and you want to be a stalker, um, come get your hair done. And you can pay me to stalk me. You don't have to do all that <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? You can come find me wherever you want to. I'm not here to bash anyone. I'm not here to judge anyone. But just know this. When you're coming at me, you're dealing with me. 100% honesty and transparency all of the time. Not just when you're comfortable in it. Not just when you're comfortable in it. Well, I don't Ooh. like when you said this to me. Well, how did, but what did you get from it? You know, what did, what did you gain from it? I mean, I understand that, but uh-uh, we don't operate in the bus, baby. Come on, let's, let's talk about it and be okay with talking about it. You know, people want to, everything, arguments turn into Facebook statuses nowadays. You know what I mean? You got my number. There was no purpose in you posting anything about me on Facebook with you call me. I'm going to call you if I got a problem. Oh, if there's an issue uh-huh. or because and there's no need to me talking to somebody else about it because can't nobody else solve Mm-mm. the problem that I have with you. Let's talk about it. Me and you. Absolutely. Exactly. Let's be direct with each other because we're grown. You know, we are an adults exactly. and I operate with adults on adult level and I treat children the way that I treat children. Exactly. Absolutely. Wow. Drop the mic. So let me ask you, this is my favorite question and it's a new one for She Runs the okay. Show. If, and I can't wait to hear what you say to this. So if you 10 years from now could give you in this moment one piece of advice about moving to the next level of your business, what advice would that version of you in 10 years give the version of you today? In 10 years, um, what would I tell myself today? Don't give up. Ooh. Don't give up and don't allow anyone to write your story for you. Oof. Absolutely. Don't give up. First of all, not necessarily don't give up on your business, but don't give up on yourself. Find, and this yes. is what I tell people also, my destination will always remain the same. My route and the hurdles and things, they may change. I may change my course of action, but my destination will remain the same. And that is wow. to be a person that people can look at and be like, yeah, I mess with her. She, she's good. She's good for me. <laughs> she's good for me in any aspect that it can possibly can't, that I can be. I want to be good for people. I want to be good for their soul. I want them to think of me and think like, that girl changed my life. Or that girl gave me one little tidbit of something. That little black girl from South Central Los Angeles that grew up on 50th and Western gave me everything that I needed to know about myself. Because I'm not going to try to tell you things that make you be like me. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to find your own truth. So 10 years from now, if I can tell me, girl, just keep going. The best is yet to come. 
Oh, there it is. And, and, and on that note, the best is yet the to best come. Is Thank yet you so come. much, Radiance. Thank you it's so awesome. much for joining us on She Runs the Show. Thank you. Was that episode not absolutely powerful? <laughs> I can't tell you the number of drop the mic moments that happened. So powerful. Be sure to follow Radiance Bryant on Instagram at absolute underline radiance. So absolute, that little line underneath radiance. Be sure to look her up. Be sure to follow her on Instagram. Thank you for listening to another episode of She Runs the Show. We will catch you on the next episode.